Consumerism is cars on a street. We can only drive where these roads lead. To divert is to more quickly destroy the vehicle we're in. We control the car, but we don't control the path we're on. It'll only take us to the places that the path makers deem profitable. This is Deep Talk. At the start of this year, I made a purchase. The purchase itself is irrelevant, but the way that I purchased it is something I've never done before. I bought the thing before I had the money to get the thing. I was impatient. I was convinced that I needed it right then. And now I'm in debt and I hate it. It's a vacuum. I make money and it sucks the money into it. And it sucks. And the guilt of purchasing the thing makes the thing itself less exciting to have. It diminishes its usefulness because when I went into debt, that debt makes me feel like I don't even want it as much. Blech. I want to know how I got duped. I want to know how I got swindled into buying something that I didn't have the money for. I won't leave you in suspense. Consumerism. That's the culprit. A business model built off of convincing people to get things that they don't actually need. Believe it or not, there was a time before this hypnosis. There was a time where the majority of people's purchases consisted of useful items, necessities, food, clothes, a modest home. But with the rise of filmmaking came mass media. Newspapers, radios, magazines, television, and finally, the internet. The tools that allow someone selling something to send the same message to too many people. And one of those messages reached me. Convincing someone to buy something that they don't actually need is teaching them that they have a problem that doesn't actually exist. If you're selling useless items, you have to put holes in people. You have to generate a feeling similar to hunger within them. The absence of your thing causes a vacuum within them. You're creating an ideology around a useless thing that is inherent in useful things. Lack of clothing in public is pretty quickly apparent. <laughs> Lack of food over the course of two days. It's an obvious necessity. And so how do you generate this emptiness within somebody? When it comes to filmmaking, you portray a life that the viewer doesn't have. You show the sunshine. You show the success. You show the bond in a family or a friendship. And then you have to find a way to attach the object you're selling to this lifestyle. And while you never actually say that this object causes this lifestyle, you convince the viewer of it. And you make them think that without that thing, this lovely interaction, this sunshine, wouldn't exist. So that's something of a formula for brainwashing people to consume excess, to overeat, to spend more money than they have. But I don't want to focus on how to do it. I want to focus on the repercussions and the changes within me that have occurred because I have submitted 
to this hypnosis. I think about the amount of time that I spend on my phone. And while it's a few hours a day, which sounds like a lot to me, it's drastically less than most people spend on their phones, especially young people. It can range between four and 10 hours a day. How is that possible? 10 hours on your phone doing absolutely useless things. Let's back up. So there's the things we purchase, and then there are the things that are given freely. How is it that someone provides a service at no charge? How could that possibly be profitable? Why would anyone give away a product for free? It's funny how many apps, how the most popular apps on our phones come at no charge. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc. The largest platforms have no charge to them. That's because they are the connection between the viewer, us, and the seller. Facebook itself isn't selling you anything, but there are advertisers on Facebook that are. And so these free applications simply act as the middleman between us and products that we don't need to buy. But again, I'm, I'm, I want to focus on the impact. One of the changes that I've seen in my overall demeanor is the presence of guilt. I could have used the money for something more useful, but I spent it on a toy. I was irresponsible. The portrayal of these idealistic situations, these heavenly landscapes where people are without problems because of this thing that they bought in their life. Being exposed to these fictional scenarios convinces you that you are not happy. It definitely convinced me. And even though I'm acknowledging this right now, I haven't escaped it. Because the amount of content that I take in far outweighs the amount of personal experiences that I have to combat the fictional ones. I spend more time looking at other people's lives on Instagram, on Netflix, than I do paying attention to my own life. I work for 8 to 10 hours a day, and then the rest of the time that isn't spent sleeping is spent paying attention to the fabricated lives of fictional people. And so instead of experiencing new situations in my life around me physically, I'm looking through this window that is my screen, and I'm experiencing false life. I'm experiencing curated events, events driven by a corporation, dialed in to make me feel a certain way. And the thing is, it is our responsibility to generate how we feel about life. And when we're listening to someone else and allowing them to tell us the meaning of life, their concept of it, their corporation's concept of the meaning of life, we're going to get screwed over because it throws off our internal compasses. I don't know what the meaning of life is, but I know that these companies don't have that information. 
and yet they're forming the standard for what the meaning of life should be. A trend couldn't exist before the internet, before worldwide connectivity, because you couldn't entangle that many people into the same way of thinking. People were separated enough where they could generate their own ideas, but we don't have that anymore because we're plugged in. I find it really weird that I can go from city to city and see the same stores wherever I go. There's always a Walmart. There's always a McDonald's. And it's as if I never left home because so much of the geography around me consists of corporations and they've been duplicating. And I think that's a wonderful representation of how simplified the internet has made our way of thinking. I find it scary that I can talk to someone in Tennessee about the same things happening on Netflix in the next country over. It's so uniform that all of us are perceiving the same experiences. And what that's going to do is drastically deflate the amount of creativity and innovation that's coming out of the next generation. Because people are never bored. They're always consuming something. And if you're never bored, you can't have the time to propagate new ideas. You can't synthesize new information because the information around us is being processed. It's being curated. There's a feeling that you get, a feeling of satisfaction from watching things because somebody tells a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it makes you think that you have lived that experience, but you haven't. You've just watched someone else live it. And yet I think it still communicates the same way inside of us. It still sets off the same chemicals and reactions within us. And it gives us a similar feeling to what it would have been like to actually experience it. But because we're looking at it through a screen, nothing comes of it. No new connection was made with a person. You haven't gained a friend. You haven't learned a lesson yourself. You've just watched someone else learn it. And mercy is this depressing. <laughs> but it's, it's reality. And even now, I struggle to, to keep talking about this because it's just so pervasive in my mind and in all of our minds. There's very, very few people who have disconnected enough not to be submitting to this system. So here's my attempt at breaking away. I deleted my Facebook. I deleted my Instagram. They're gone. Mm. These screens of ours are windows. They're not doors. They're not made to walk through. They're just made to look out of. And so you can look through that window all day and watch other people live life, but you're not going to. Only way to live life is to walk through the door.